0: to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. So Liz, yes, I'm going to open up Happy Hour with something not political, but some good news.
1: Okay, I love good news, or I need
0: good news rather. Do you know that there is going to be a Friends reunion next week on May 27th?
1: I had heard that this was coming. I, I didn't realize it was so imminent.
0: Did you, were you a Friends watcher?
1: I watched it in the beginning, but like, I didn't keep, I didn't keep watching it. It was all right. I mean, I don't hate it. I would probably watch a reunion. (laughs) I guess. I don't know.
0: I loved Friends because, of course, it's what happened to the greatest generation, Gen X, after they graduated from college and, you know, moved in with your friends in some crappy apartment. Although, of course, they didn't really have a crappy apartment, but it that was, was kind like
1: a $6,000 like- $6, a month apartment. That was one thing that annoyed me. It's like, that apartment is so awesome. Are you telling me that these sort of like kind of loser people, like trying to, you know, get their sea legs are living in this like fancy apartment, but go ahead.
0: Right. Who work at the coffee shop and, you know. Daily per Try to have their, own. yeah. I, um, I loved it just because for that reason. So I think it premiered in what, nineteen ninety to
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. Um, And I thought it was great. I thought it was a good representation of what Gen Xers were doing, uh, you know, with your first jobs and et cetera. You know, when I stopped watching when Chandler and Monica got married, I just I yeah. was not into that couple thing at all.
1: I didn't like I felt like the Ross and Rachel tension was just milked to, to the point of absurdity. Like you can't keep holding out on people with that storyline and they just kind of draw I felt like it was drawn out for too long. Um but I did I did enjoy it. I liked Phoebe. Um I know the smelly cat song, of
0: course. <laughs> sing it. Um, just sing a little bit for No, I'm not a good Okay. Smelly,
1: smelly cat. cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I would watch that. I mean, there's, but you have to remember, there's such garbage on television now that yeah. that that isn't a high bar. It, it's it's not. So, um, but I would watch. I would watch it. I I have a recommendation for you when you're done talking about Friends. So no,
0: we're I have we're it. done. Oh, well, one last thing. I like okay. to see people who still think Jennifer Aniston and. Courtney Cox are hot because they're my age, so I feel like if they if they still have people swooning over them, there's hope for me. (laughs) Yeah, well, and
1: and me too, and we're the same age. Yeah. Um. So this is a show that um a friend of mine recommended to me, and at first I was like, "You're crazy." So it's on um Discovery Plus, which is the Discovery Channel's all their properties. Um, I'm a big fan of watching um, ID Discovery, the murder channel. That's how I unwind after <laughs> watching congratulations and news. I'll like cuddle up with some coffee and maybe like wives with knives or <laughs> things like that. Um, anyway, so they have a show and it's called The Laundry Guy. And this guy is an expert on laundry. Yes, it sounds boring. I assure you, it is outstanding. Come on. It's No, yes, because what he does at the show is people have, like, precious items that have been ruined over time. A lot of times it's something that their grandmother made or great-grandmother. One woman had a wedding dress that was in a fire, um, an old high school letterman's jacket. Just these items that are so sentimental, and they're, you know, they're not in good shape. And so the star is an expert on laundry, and he goes and he basically fixes their item. And as he does it, he tells you what he does. And the most interesting thing about it is that laundry is really a very basic process that has been extraordinarily complicated in modern society with all these different fancy detergents. And he uses like baking soda and and soap flakes, right? And a horsehair brush. And he gets these stains out of things. This woman had a wedding dress in a fire. It was like, had black, like, and Get he out. got almost all of it out. And it's just a fascinating thing. And you really understand that, you know, these things that at one time were meaningful rituals, um, you know, the care that is taken to, re- to to preserve an item of clothing, which, of course, is now all made in China. And, you know, nobody, it's cheaper to buy another one right. than to, you know, take it to an expert who can fix it. um. But the whole process of doing laundry is really was kind of a a, a science that was cherished. And now it's just kind of an afterthought because, you know, we it's very hard to have a family where there's two parents, two parents aren't in the workforce um, because of oppressive tax, our tax burden. So anyway, it's I thought first I was like, I do not want to see someone do laundry. I don't like doing laundry myself. I'm not a fan of it. But I started watching it, and I, I have to say I was, like, tearing up. There was a, a guy who had a Aww. Snoopy. He was he was um from oh, yeah. Vietnam, and he uh, immigrated here with his family, first to Canada and then around the United States. And he had this little Snoopy that his grandparents had bought him when he was lived in Vietnam, and they had brought it back for him. And he took his Snoopy everywhere. He took it to college. He took it to, you know, when he first job, when they went to Canada – he he took it everywhere, and he has kids now. And he was like, I I want to. And Snoopy didn't look great, you know. Snoopy looked a little battered. Sure. One of his ears was torn off. He had the ear, and he's like, you know, I want that. I want to give this to my children because this Snoopy has been with me for 40 years, and so it was amazing that the laundry guy fixed cleaned out the Snoopy and one of the most interesting things, the way he did it is he didn't put it in water because he didn't know what was inside of it. So he made a foam, a soap foam with a KitchenAid. So it was like a foam and he just dabbed it on and the Snoopy looked great. So it's a great, it's not just about, you know, putting in fabric softener or things like that. It's really about people. And it's about, you know, really the simplicity of, of, of laundry, we don't even really think about it anymore. Anyway, it could be because I'm a girl that I found this great and I was all tearing up and I was like, oh my God, Snoopy's better. But <laughs> that is that is all fine and good, but we're here to talk about some serious shit going on <laughs> right
0: well, now. Well, one last thing on the laundry front
1: okay. because right. this
0: will kind of dovetail into something else. My youngest daughter is a laundry freak. She probably does three loads a day. Now she is adopted from Korea. I don't know if there's a connection there, but she would totally be into that show. I'm going to have you,
1: to, you have got to show it to her. You watch, you like it too. Cause again, it's really not cause he doesn't ever put anything in the laundry machine. He washes everything in a tub and he has this horsehair brush that he's like restoring these old quilts from like someone's great, great grandmother from oh. the depression. And yeah. you know, it's, and it, when he's done using just the most simple items, the cheapest, simplest items, things that are like three dollars on Amazon, or um, I think there's uh, laundry bleach, which isn't actually bleach, but it's whitening. These things are so cheap, and it's just it's just a great show. So definitely show it to your daughter, and then come back and tell tell us all what she thinks of it because I know I, I
0: want
1: to know what she thinks about. I'm excited. I will. Okay, so now.
0: But now I could be I could be violating the newly signed um, anti-Asian hate crime bill that uh, was just passed. So I, I hope no one from the Biden regime is listening to me talk about my Asian daughter loving to do laundry.
1: Well, if I hear like a knock at your door right while you're talking and then also there's like a pounding, pounding, open up.
0: We'll Christopher know.
1: Ray here. I'm going to send I'll send you power bars and Red Bull in your solitary confinement if I'm allowed to do that. Maybe you'll get things. to go with the other January 6th um, refugees or whatever, <laughs> like Genius. kidnap victims. I don't know. So we are going to talk about this attempt to form a January 6th commission, J6, um, that just passed the House. And if you you may have heard that that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were moving towards solidifying or I don't know. I don't want to say credentialing, but justifying having a formal uh, commission the way they did after 9-11, because let's be honest, the two are the same things, right? Obviously. So so the the way that this commission, if you don't know the details, it's important to um, know what the details are of this. It involves Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer will determine the chair of this commission and then they will appoint five uh, members. And then Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy,
0: <laughs> they
1: will appoint the vice chair of the commission and then also five members, which there's at least five never Trumpers. So we can just assume that's what's going on. And then they will have just broad authority to do whatever they want uh, to get to the bottom of it. So this shit show passed the house yesterday with 35 Benedict Arnold's Republicans voting for it. And now it is going to go to the Senate. Um, I do not think it's going to do so well in the Senate. I think they're going to have a problem because they need to get 60 votes to bring it to the floor. And that means it's not enough to have Mitt Romney and Murkowski and Susan Collins they're going to
0: need more to do that so I don't know what do you think Julie um so yes we had the 35 somebody was calling him the Unic caucus I think it was Steve Cortez <laughs> on Newsmax which was perfect it's great um so usual suspects there In the Senate, it does look like it's facing some serious headwinds, even by people like Mitt Romney, because they see this as the continuation of, you know, this is Robert Mueller 2.0, both the commission and the DOJ investigation. They want to drag this out into 2022. They want to hang this commission and. The any charges, any guilty pleas, any convictions around the necks of the so-called sedition caucus, 100 or so lawmakers who voted, you know, who wanted to halt the certification of the Electoral College vote that day and any senators who are up for reelection. So even the Senate sees the senators see uh, the political agenda behind this commission. So, to your point, I don't really think it will pass in the Senate, but you see the heads exploding this week. Literally, I think Joe Scarborough might have, um, I think his head actually did explode on air this morning because these people are just losing their minds that they're not going to go along with investigating the furry shaman and the target grandmothers who dared to go into the Capitol building that day. Um, and you know, it's just like nine 11, right? Remember the planes totally. flying exactly into like the 9/11. Capitol building that day. Yeah.
1: It's exactly like flying two planes into the world trade center and killing over 3000 people.
0: Um, it, can we it, talk for it, a minute though, how contemptible it is to compare this to Jane uh, to nine 11? I mean, these people are, are twisted. They're sick.
1: Well, this is political warfare and they are doing this because there's no consequences for doing it. They're not going to be held accountable for this ridiculous rhetoric. They're not going to be questioned about it when they show up on CNN or MSNBC or they're called to interview um, by a Washington Post stenographer or New York Times stenographer So they're going to keep doing it because they've had a lot of success. And the media is in on it, too, because let's be honest, what else are the media going to write about if not the developments of this commission? They're not going to cover the Biden administration, right? They're not going to cover the border, the the gas prices, inflation, that we're funneling money to terrorists in the Middle East to kill Jews. They're not going to talk about that. But what they want is like a guaranteed year and a half of material and we only have to look back not just to the Mueller situation but also the impeachment fiasco the first impeachment I'm sorry the first impeachment fiasco where we had this bogus inquiry run through the intelligence committee and Adam Schiff and all of the classified interviews that really was like pulling teeth to get released to the public where People were interviewed and repeatedly said over and over there was they had no evidence that the Russians and the Trump campaign colluded to steal the 2016 election. And then the same people would go on TV at night and lie. And we would have never known that they were lying if we hadn't finally gotten some of those transcripts. And we don't have all of them, but I think we have all of them, but one out for the people to see so to after the damage was done after it served its after the spectacle served its utility um then we found out the truth well that's exactly what would happen now that we would have the same setup there would be strategic leaks and this would go on for a year and a half and it would serve to keep the people the public believing that there is an actual th- deadly threat from th- from white supremacists or boogaloo boys or Oath Keepers or whoever Oath these keepers. guys are that they're talking mm-hmm. about, that this is a credible threat and that it justifies a massive expansion of government authority. And and of course, also, they want this to have an effect on the midterm elections. And they want people to be afraid to say things. They want people, because this is also, first and foremost, an intimidation effort, an effort to self, for people to self-censor, to be afraid to ask questions. Just like we saw during the coronavirus, this whole last year, and they want people to shut up. Now, I was reading this morning that Trump is going to go and have rallies in, I think, Florida, Georgia, maybe Colorado, some states, I think four or five states. Yeah, but who the hell is going to go? I wouldn't go. Would you go? I wouldn't go. If you go and you're listening, do not take your cell phone. And if you need any more information about what to do, at me on Twitter. At Star and I'll help you. Do not take your phone if you want to go to any of these events. But seriously, who's gonna want to go That's to those events? That's good advice. Who's who? Well, you don't think mean, the feds are gonna be there, like watching? Of course they are.
0: They're gonna be there, disguised as boogaloo boys and oath keepers, and, and take like a flagpole and start beating.
1: Or they're people gonna be dressed, dressed up in, like as a, cops, like an Adolf Hitler costume or something, and like <laughs> they'll be like, derpy "Derp, derp." are are gonna be the Trump rally.
0: <laughs> They're gonna be carrying zip ties. Exact exactly. Um, that's so, a great point, but you know what, Liz? People and I think it's great advice not to bring your cell phone because as I've read through numerous charging documents, the FBI is quote unquote subpoenaing um cell providers for tracking location for people who uh they want to arrest for being in or near the Capitol that day. Of course they don't have to subpoena. You know these providers are gonna turn that over. They probably without, gave them before they asked. They probably were. They were scrubbing like, okay, who – you're right. They probably were. Um, so I think that that's really good advice. But, you know, this commission, and your it, this is just an extenuate. It, it's an extenuation of Crossfire Hurricane 2016, Mueller 2017 to 2019, then the Ukrainian impeachment, the Senate Intelligence Committee probe, the House Intelligence – like – this is yep. just the next step to at, not at just go after point, Trump now, but but you know, tens of millions of Americans they want to criminalize them, uh, they want to tar and feather them as domestic violent extremists, and that is what the end result of this commission would be.
1: Yes, at this point in the game, if you do not realize what the what what's going on here, then you're an idiot. That any Republican would vote for this and think that it's some legitimate good faith investigation is full of shit. If you do not know <laughs> that this right. is, again, it's like Groundhog Day with this stuff. If you have not yet realized that, you're an idiot. There's no excuse to support this. It's These people are not... This is not a good faith effort. They do not mean what they say. And the only thing they want to do is expand their ability to use the government apparatus to suppress the political opposition. Full stop. That's it.
0: That's exactly so, right. Yes. So, so that
1: will keep your eye on that. Right. I mean, I don't think I don't think they can turn 10 senators.
0: I don't think so either, but they will continue. You know, every week on the Hill, there's a new hearing about january 6th uh, whether it's you know high level officials testifying or you know they're making up people who are supposedly experts on terrorism so they don't get their way with this they're going to keep pushing for some sort of format to do this
1: nancy pelosi today politico which is a political tabloid kind of like the weekly world news but for politics, has a story about how Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are prepared to go it alone on right. the January on a January sixth commission. So after Kevin McCarthy came out and said he was opposed to it, although I'm not sure. Kevin McCarthy whipped people against this, which is because he's a he's a pussy. That's why. Because what he should have done is he should have whipped it so that there was absolutely no Republican votes or maybe five or 10 max. Right. And it's too bad there were even 35. And I, I know Mitch McConnell also came out against it, but he's not whipping either. He's not trying to, he's not calling his members and saying, you better vote no on this or else. They only do that for, certain never Trump things. They don't do that for actual things that are what are the concerns of the public. So there's going to be some shit show. The question is, well, the job for the Republicans is to deny it as much legitimacy as possible. Right. To say, you know, to have as little support as possible, just like they did with Obamacare, which they can always say, not a single Republican back this. And they need to be able to say that as well um, on this commission. So, there's going to be a show, there's going to be a show because they aren't, the media is not going to cover anything about the Biden, really about the Biden administration. It's just going to be, you know, fluff pieces like Jill Biden said, Anthony Fauci's a national hero a couple days ago. That's the kind of journalism that we're going to be seeing. So they've got it, the, the media's in on it. And so
0: we stay tuned. Well, it would be nice if the Republicans would form their own commission then, yes. because they can contradict this narrative pretty quickly and push on a number of fronts that you and I have talked about. Number one, where's the more than 14,000 hours of surveillance video that was captured by U.S. Capitol Police security system that day, a security paid for by tax dollars, paid for a two Surveil to capture footage on a public building, public grounds, um, where public officials are conducting the public business, but we are told, and the general counsel for U.S. Capitol Police has said, this is not in the public interest. So the no, government but
1: has No, 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 because the defendants are entitled to exculpatory evidence. It, I'm not a lawyer, but I did pay attention to what happened to Mike Flynn, and right. that is that they, that the prosecution has to turn over all of their evidence to the defense, including exculpatory evidence. So I, I'm not sure how they're justifying not turning it over or turning it over in, in a way that makes it almost impossible to use, like That's not right. letting well, people have it, study it, analyze well, it, you know, make all those fancy graphics that you see with arrows pointing at people and pretend bear spray that they – um, released about the Sicknick video, which was ridiculous. Um, I don't, I, I'm alarmed. I guess our court system is also in the shitter, but oh, yeah. y- you would think that somebody would say, Hey, you, you can't, you, you have to release that stuff that just has to be released, but
0: not so much. Well, um, let's just talk about that very quickly. What's happening is judges are signing off on protective orders for the video evidence that the government, the DOJ, is putting together. Only they have access to any surveillance video. They have sought protective orders. They are putting the clips together. Defendants can only view the video evidence against them in a supervised setting. They're not allowed to copy it, download it, or share it. The defense attorneys are even complaining that they can't see it. Um, Journalists, actually, 14 news organizations sent a letter to the district uh, chief judge of D.C. District, Beryl Howell, who is an Obama appointee and just so in the tank for DOJ in this whole investigation asking, saying, you know, we can't even see the video clips that are being presented in virtual hearings. Of course, I've listened into a lot of hearings. You can't see anything. You can call in, but you can't see what, what videos they're playing. So Beryl Howell finally said, okay, well, we will let selected news outlets view the video footage in a Dropbox that's accessible only to selected journalists and it will only be there for 72 hours. And of course they can't download it or share that either. So what, what, what are they hiding? So if the Republicans put together their own commission, that I think should be front and center. Also, who who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt? And we want to see the details. We want to see the report of the alleged DOJ investigation, Capitol Police investigation into her shooter. Who was it? What led to the circumstances up to that killing? What happened afterwards, et cetera? Um, and also, the case, you know, what I, we keep talking about and I keep reporting on it is this pretrial detention for dozens of. Um, January 6th defendants, many of whom are nonviolent, but these are people who are being held in solitary confinement conditions awaiting trial. They've been charged with crimes, but they are now presumed guilty until proven innocent. They could be in this jail for up to a year because all the trials are are delayed. So there are a lot of things Republicans could expose at this point, And we are starting to see a few House Republicans speak out, which is good. Well, it, it
1: certainly is about time. I mean, just considering the Ashley Babbitt situation, we've had a summer of violence of people burning things down and assaulting law enforcement officials, robbing houses and businesses in their neighborhood, all to get a video and to, and to go after a cop. Or demanding that the name of the cop be be released. So, where are those people now? I mean, it gives you a you really begin to understand this isn't about any principle. These people don't really mean the things that they say, or they don't really care about the signs that they're holding. They don't care if people are inhumanely held in solitary confinement, or um, denied exculpatory evidence, or any evidence from the. De- from the prosecution uh they they don't they don't care that we don't know who shot ash an unarmed veteran america a veteran who uh was just surrounded by other law enforcement that didn't see the need to shoot and kill her but where are the people that were doing it for similar things this summer you don't see them because the, because these movements are all astroturf they're not actually about the things that they say they're about they're about intimidating people and, and, and again, gaining power. So, you know, people on the right don't tend to riot and loot. We don't do those things. Um, we don't, you know, throw Molotov cocktails at federal buildings. And even so, the, the way that, that this has been set up and the way that, um, it, it, because at first so many congressmen and senators and people with profiles were so silent about it. Now it's set up that the minute somebody says, oh, let's have a rally for Ashley Babbitt at the Capitol. Oh, no, no, ma'am. <laughs> you know, that's going to be more insurrectionists. And <laughs> who's going to want to do that? So it's all been cleverly, you know, calculated to set things up like this. It's a very uh, disturbing that the right finds itself in this situation. But on the other hand, we kind of slept through 30 or 40 years while uh, yes. the long march, the institutions took place. So we shouldn't That's really right. be too
0: surprised. No. And thank you to uh, the quote unquote conservative movement who now makes up the never Trump right, who allowed all of this to happen while they were what talking about war and the mid- weapons of mass destruction and uh, welfare reform. Great. Thanks. Thanks trade. for nothing, Paul Ryan and John Boehner. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That appreciate yep. you.
1: you. You are so right. So stay tuned. We'll always be talking about this issue on our show. And now we're going to move along to another Capitol Hill controversy, which is this nasty, power hungry shrew. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> is forcing the representatives in the House To wear a mask and they are getting fined $500 a day if they don't wear a mask. So I just want to give some background to this. If you don't know, and I hope you don't, just for your sake, you shouldn't know these things because you have a life. But the way that voting happens. (laughs) How dare you? I know. How dare you? (laughs) The way that the voting works in the House is that in every congressional office, and there's 434, five, I think five representatives, they all have these big clocks in their office, and there's a light underneath it, and every time there's a vote, like 15 minutes before a vote, the it will light up and they'll be like a buzzer. You 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 will absolutely hear it. There's nowhere in any of those bu- office buildings you do not hear the buzzer to go vote, and what that means is that they. While In the case of Jerry Nadal, waddle down, you know, go on over to do their vote. <laughs> they walk in to the House chamber, they vote, and then they leave. Nobody's hanging around there, even without coronavirus. Nobody's like, hey, you know, what? I'm just going to sit at my laptop here. I'm just going to do some work, get some coffee, chat. No, no. So basically, people walk in. The same thing when I would walk in to a Walgreens and go get some more vitamin C. I just walk in, I get what I need, I wait in line, I check out, I leave. That is the amount of time that the average representative spends inside the chamber of the House of Representatives. Again, it's not they're not rubbing up against each other. They're not <clears throat> spitting into each other's mouths. This is not what happens. And yet, Nancy Pelosi, who represents the party of science, the party of science, is forcing the representatives to wear masks. And that is against the CDC guide, guideline, because I believe most, almost all of them are vaccinated. And if they're not vaccinated, they have antibodies because they had coronavirus. So there's just a tiny number of, of people, in elected officials, that, that I guess have no alleged protection against this disease, this virus. And yet- Right. Nancy Pelosi is forcing them to wear a mask and fining them $500 every time they go on the floor without a mask.
0: Uh, Can they pay it out of their campaign fund? No.
1: Oh, I don't think that they can their rules because she, and just to remind you, if you forgot, because there's just so many crazy things going on right now, she also is the one that is forcing the members to go through a magnetometer to get to the house floor to vote. That means they have to go through basically an X-ray machine because the Democrats are afraid that a Republican might pull out a gun, an AR-15 or an assault rifle weapon, a 50 caliber sniper rifle, ultra automatic weapon, and kill them. So she's forced the House members to go through these magnetometers, and some of them have also refused to do that. And they are fined. I think it's like five thousand dollars every time they they don't do it. Completely unnecessary. But again, another example of a power move. And keep in mind, it is literally against the law to interfere with a elected official on their to, on their way to vote. It's it's illegal to 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 interfere with that. But you know that's fine. So. This is just another power move by Nancy who was spotted only yesterday at Joe Biden's signing of the Asian hate bill without mm-hmm. a mask in very close quarters with many other Democrats also without a mask. Right. So I don't know, Julie, I don't know. I'm confused about the masks.
0: What's the, what, what's... So um, people are not going to let go of their masks. I was in the loop uh, yesterday in Chicago And just marveling at these people riding their bikes, walking around on a beautiful evening, nice and warm, like summery evening with their masks on, some double masked, just preposterous. You know, it's just so funny how, like you just said, the party of science or the urbane educated people who populate the, you know, she, areas of our urban, of our, you know, big cities, they are the ones walking around looking like complete clowns still with their masks on. You ask, you know, they're interviewed. Why? Well, you know, you just never know. You could still get it. And I don't want to look like a Trump supporter. So I'm going to wear this triple but mask. If that
1: doesn't tell you what these people's priorities are, That they don't want to look like a Trump supporter. That is not I don't want to get a virus that might kill me, which is what they've been told. It's that they don't want to look like a Trump supporter (laughs) because that is that is their that is their big priority. I mean, we live in two Americas and these people are in the mentally insane America. And a lot of other people really haven't been having the same shared, they haven't had a shared experience. A lot of people during the last year have been going about their business without masks or minimal mask wearing, really rational mask wearing. You don't need to be a scientist to know that if you are outside and you're not near anybody, you're not, you're not going to get infected. You know what I mean? This is, doesn't require Harvard degree. It doesn't. It's just makes sense. If you're outside and you're not near anybody, you're not going to get infected, and if you're outside, and if you're not outside, or if you're outside with people you know and they don't have it, you're also not going to get infected. It's just, it's so stupid. And now we're told that having antibodies, this is another from the party of science. Oh boy. If you have antibodies, it's like not good enough. If you have the antibodies from the actual virus, that that's not good enough because you you also need to get vaccinated. Where's the science on that? Do we have do we have Any science, Julie, have you seen it, that shows that people who have gotten the virus and are now better and have antibodies, that those antibodies are different and less effective than the the vaccine antibodies? What is this?
0: Well, I'm pretty sure that Scott Gottlieb has the science on that. Um, So because, and this is why, what was announced again this week, which we knew was coming, the Pfizer booster shot. Which people will need to take as early as September, which just makes me laugh so hard. Because Go fuck yourself. I know we yeah, were yeah, okay, off. but here's what I love: the the people I know, even smart people, who rush to get the vaccine, right? For whatever reason, you know, they're always like, "Well, I'm worried about my mom." Well, I'm worried. No, you're not. You're just you're a paranoid freak. Just own it, right? Don't blame <laughs> this on other people. You're the weirdo. And these are friends of mine who otherwise seem to be appear to be smart people and are trump people or on the right republicans so i would say to them okay well you know you got your two shots you recovered what are you going to do in the fall when you need a booster we're not going to need a booster okay you're right you won't and now here we are but you know what these people and i love them are going to line right up to get the booster they're going to do it every six months it's at what point are people going to recognize what a racket this is when well how do you know? How do we know that you
1: need a booster? Um, because if you need a booster, that means either you've lost your immunity, I guess, or um, you know the protection that you are supposed to get from the vaccine has it worn off. But how do we know that? Since we've really only been vaccinating people, I guess, at the earliest, like December. But really, mass vaccination started, I think, in January. Um, so is we we so there's plenty of people. There's over 150 million people that have at least one dose or I, something like that. We have a lot of people that are vaccinated. So there's lots of people to test. So let's have they taken a look at the December vax vaccinated people and said, oh, we just looked at your blood and yeah, there's nothing here. I mean, what where is this coming from? The, there has to be or there should theoretically be some evidence that shows that you need to get another shot other than just people saying you need to get another shot because that's what it seems like is happening here. It makes, or again, the same thing applies to people who've actually had the, had the coronavirus. I think it was Ron Johnson um, one of his media parents, Senator Ron Johnson, where he was saying, why would I get a vaccine? I have the antibodies. I just got antibody tested. I have antibodies. Yeah. Okay. Right. Exactly. So again, when when will he not have those anymore? Do we know? We can't possibly really know since over a a year and a half ago we never heard of this. So (laughs) there's no body of science to fall back on. We're not given it. We're just told if you question it, you need to shut up because you're an anti-vaxxer, Trumpaloo, or something.
0: Um, Well, here's what I wonder. Here's what's going to be interesting. So we're past the six months. when will the next release come from Pfizer for their uh, the efficacy of their trial? So we did the 90 days, then we had the six months. So I don't know what the next benchmark is supposed to be for the a- efficacy of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, but I assume it's going to be the next month or so. And then what if they come out and say, oh, all of a sudden the efficacy dropped to you know, seventy percent after nine months. I mean what they know. They're just gonna make shit up like they have been. But that will be starting to get
1: ridiculous.
0: That will be the science and data behind the need for a booster.
1: It's 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 ridiculous.
0: And it's even more disturbing
1: that people can't just even ask those basic questions like I said earlier which is is there evidence that you need that you you lose uh immunity um it's there's they're not just antibodies or you also have t-cell immunity are they testing that do we know anything about that also i mean it sounds like the same thing when they suddenly decided that you didn't need to wear masks anymore right remember that just one day we woke up and it's like okay well, you don't need to wear masks anymore okay you're all free
0: yeah, exactly. Yep. Did they
1: say like, here's the science? We did some more science that shows you don't need to wear masks anymore. No, of course not. They just said it. And well, I mean, whatever.
0: That- whatever that nutcase Rochelle Walensky comes up with, you know, in the middle of the night. I guess that's what we have to live by.
1: Yeah, she seems emotional,
0: right? I'm not <laughs> sure. sure. Okay, can we talk? I- she is like the worst. She is the kind of woman that gives a woman a bad name. Bad in name. Or yeah. Politics. Yep, you're right. Yikes. But yikes. you can't, but she's
1: she's on the right team. So we, we can't mention those. The media will not mention those things. And they're fine with this whiplash. We're now at a point where nobody really knows what the rules are about masks. They're different. Not only are they different in every state, every time Anthony Fauci opens his mouth, he's like contradicting himself. And people ask questions to him like, you know, why does my little child need to wear a mask? They're not, you know, they're not at risk. And they don't, it's, as you know, anyone who has little kids, it's not something they're, uh, you know, co- cooperate with wearing a mask on so their face. So sad. It's so sad. Every time this guy opens up his mouth about to talk, he contradicts himself. So nobody knows. What the fuck? So the best thing for people to do is just ignore all these motherfuckers. And you just want to take control of your life. And you do not want to wait around for these people to give you the actual straight shit. You're never going to get it. This is a tool to manipulate you. So obviously, if someone is sick and coughing and sneezing, stay away from them, you know? (laughs) And that's about it. That's all you can really do. Right. That's it. So this Fauci... He's a a nightmare, and he's another one who is going to get off scot-free. And the last week or two, we've been hearing about how he was involved in laundering money to go to the Wuhan Virology Institute, where they were developing bat viruses that, coincidentally, is in the same city where the virus first appeared.
0: It's just a coincidence. Liz, are you not aware? Are you – is this anti-Asian COVID this is a COVID hate crime. What you're saying right now. Now, we're, it, both
1: gonna,
0: now we're both going we're to the both, gulag. We're done.
1: We're both. We're on lists. We're probably on no fly list now, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It okay. is. Apparently, we're. Although we've seen a 180. Now, now it's okay to talk about the fact that this might have leaked from a lab. Did you notice that, Julie? This last week or two. Amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. Um, and if that doesn't let you know, the only reason you weren't allowed to say maybe this came out of a lab a year and a half ago is because orange man bad. That's right. That's the only reason because now it is, it is allowed. You are allowed to ask, you know, you are allowed to, to write about it in the prestige media and say, Hey, you know, it does seem like a coincidence that this um, advanced virus bat virus lab was four miles from, you know, where the outbreak of the virus started. Um, duh. So that is, that is back in a lot that is allowed now. And it wasn't allowed because of Trump. And there's a a lot of other things that weren't allowed because of Trump. And namely it's how to treat people with COVID. I can't remember who I saw someone on, he have been on Tucker shows. So it's the only television I watch where, Somebody had said, why don't we have any treatments for people who have the coronavirus? I mean, not people on ventilators or not people who are, you know, deathly sick from it, but just your regular person who comes down with the virus. Why is there no protocol on how to treat just your sort of basic average person that has coronavirus? And why is that? Well, because we're not allowed to talk about those things. Because that's what Trump wanted to do. And therefore, people are now at risk for having it develop in a much more complicated way because you aren't allowed to do things like try- give hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin and z and zinc. You're not allowed to do that again at the expense of the public because of Trump. So we're just seeing this again with this virus. I mean, it's only it- going to stop when people just put their foot down and say, we're done with this shit.
0: It is very gratifying to see the slow disintegration of Anthony Fauci before our very eyes. I mean, he has really the past month, I think, spiraled sort of out of control. Um, He can't keep his story straight. I think even Americans who listen to every word he said are now, doubting his credibility, and it's really way past time that this happens. Uh, you know, in a fair world, he would be facing charges for what he's done. He and Deborah Burks and the whole cabal, that's not going to happen. But even worse for Anthony Fauci is you're going to see his media hits, I think, start to sort of disappear. You do you
1: think they're going to turn on him for real?
0: I think they already... Are
1: in a way, because. Julie, do you think that the um, Etsy stores aren't going to have Anthony Fauci candles
0: anymore? Is that what this means? Not, you mean t shirts that say, I got my Fauci ouchie with the uh, syringe? <laughs> no
1: more that, tattoos of Anthony Fauci on your arm. So, or like,
0: doesn't Gretchen Whitmer have like a pillow with his face on it, like yes. in her little setup behind her, uh, her virtual TV studio? It's not a cult. Not not a cult. Totally. (laughs) The only cult is the bad orange man cult. There is no Fauci cult does not exist. I really do because, you know, he is the one he's been the one promoting the vaccines, vaccine uh, uh, people. The vaccine, what would you call it? Not usage. People seeking vaccines has completely plummeted. People don't. I mean, the people who wanted the vaccine got it. People who don't or were scared off of it because of all the stories about side effects are not going to get it. So that storyline is sort of over. The mask thing is over. Um, You know, once he started pushing vaccines for toddlers, I think that alarmed some parents, not the parents, you know, of the Democratic Party, but, you know, other parents like me. Um, So I do think he's just slowly his public profile is slowly disintegrating. And it just, you know, it happened 12 months too late, but we'll take it. I could be wrong. I don't know.
1: I don't know, Julie, because now we have some elected officials that are running lotteries to get people to take, get a Fauci-ouchie, right? Ohio, New York. I think Ohio is offering a five million dollars a chance to win five million dollars, and the Publishers Clearinghouse van will come to your house with a big check. It'll say <laughs> five million dollars because you took the vaccine. Mike and Dewine will re-
0: show up. The, the oh troll, my god! The troll, like Mike Dewine, will show up. That's not and- gonna. That's
1: that's a deterrent. He's probably not. <laughs> Maybe you should promise not to show up. But he, there are states that are now offering people the opportunity to enter into a lottery to win money. To get a vaccine. And to me, that is just really suspicious. <laughs> that makes me really suspicious. Mm-hmm. Don't, right. I, I, if this were so obviously good for you, it's like nobody has to run a lottery to get people to, you know, to know or no, I guess, take their vitamins or go out and get some sunshine, get your vitamin D, um, or maybe take a piece of the bread off your burger before you eat it. But like
0: this, the fact that Wait, they're basically bribing people. Aren't they bribing people with French fries and donuts? Yes, Shake Shack gives you free French
1: fries, um, and then I think a donut, Dunkin' Donuts, or one of the donut
0: places. Krispy Kreme, Crisp isn't well, it? Crispy Krispy Kreme. I think it's one let's, of them. But let's think about that because we know for a fact that obesity is the number I know. one really factor,
1: and always there. was.
0: When when you talked to doctors back in the day, like last spring, and they were like, "No, it's a real thing," but it, you know, all these people are obese who are who are hospitalized. So this is not news. So how great? Now, donuts and French fries are like two of my favorite things. So it might I respect
1: be, that. But, who uh, okay. And Shake Shack has good donuts, and so honestly, so does Krispy Kreme. Like, Mark, we're not here to lie to you at Happy Hour. We're not gonna lie no, about French fries are and donuts too-
0: being delicious we're truth seekers. Um just okay, Shake Shack <laughs> I've only been a few times and I am very picky about french fries. What sort of fries do they have? Are they crinkle okay.
1: cut? Yes. The, so okay. they're crinkle then cut I'm in. and they're like I'm in. they're really crispy on the outside but like super soft on the inside. I mean, I am also picky about I don't really eat a lot of french fries. I'm fat. So I you know I know I know not to eat <laughs> shit like that and also I really don't eat donuts that much. So but I do love them, and I don't, I don't judge people who do eat them. And also, I don't judge people who can eat them and not get fat. But I also know that it's not good for me, so I don't, I don't eat it. I just basically eat meat and avocados. Um, but so so, is it smart to incentivize people with unhealthy food to get this vaccine instead of saying people who are overweight are at a risk and you should take measures to get healthy exercise, move a little, you know, do some movement, Yes. watch, you know, watch what watch what you eat, be more mindful. And there was absolutely none of that. None of that. Because you know what, we aren't allowed to talk about people being fat. We're not. Right. It's nope. it's 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 what is it? Victim shaming? <laughs> like, it's victim shaming to say that you're fat and you should get healthy. No, we're, um, we're
0: not allowed to say that. And of course, it also speaks to the fact that everything we were told from the beginning was completely contradictory to what we should have been doing. People should have been outside. They should have been at the gym. They should have been eating healthy, not ordering Doordash. You know, McDonald's from Doordash. And all right, don't you know, on do-
1: let's just take it. Let's no, get, I. Release oh, the I'm for Doordash Dash here. As a no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, I'm <laughs> all about Doordash and Instacart. By the way, I oh, love also. But but you are so right. That's so right. At first, we could have said, look,
1: you are at a greater risk of this if you're obese. And the information was there. It just wasn't highlighted. And everybody was treated as equal. Right. As people were at equal risk of getting, you know, fatally ill from the virus. And that's a lie. And that's actually kind of a microcosm of what this equity shit that we're all being forced to eat right now is about, where. We have to pretend that everyone is the same when, in fact, everybody isn't the same and everybody has a different risk level, whether it's based on your age, your um, comorbidities and also being obese and you're not doing people favors. I mean, could you have saved people's lives by by saying, hey, go out, get some exercise and, you know. You get your diabetes under control because it's, it's also diabetes, not just obesity. Um, you know, get stop with the sugar, right. cut it, cut out the Snickers bars, you know, get yourself a, bur- a bunless burger, get a Baconator from Wendy's or delicious. That's my go to when I don't want to cook um, no carbs in that. And instead of saying that, we just pretend everybody's equal and at equal risk and that is not doing people a disservice. That is not doing anyone a service at all. It's but that's how you know this whole thing was really kind of disingenuous to start. Oh,
0: yes. Yes. So now I'm starving. Thanks.
1: Thanks. What so are much. you going to get? What like what do you want?
0: Well, okay. So here's how I and I I consider myself a healthy person. Truly I exercise so healthy
1: she health shame. I I feel health shame just by being around her. She's so healthy. She's like, I have to go to the workout. And I was like, what, what workout? What? Anyway,
0: (laughs) I, I do work out. I super, I consider myself active, especially outside, um, whether I'm Florida and now it's nice in Chicago. So, which is great. Um, I cook, I, I eat, I eat pretty well. My vice is drinking. Like I, I love my wine and my martinis, but I'm, (laughs) consider myself a functioning quasi alcoholic but i still but everybody op- has a vice right the operative I, word is functioning julie you know functioning i mean yeah. i will outwork anybody so i'm good with that but um so here's how my week starts so i'm really good towards the beginning of the week like i kick off with you know some shakes and salads i and i cook very healthy dinners my husband is like on this huge kick he's just lost like 25 pounds he's a crossfit fanatic and so but I've always cooked I used to teach cooking classes so I cook really healthy but so now it's Friday afternoon went out last night after being on Tucker's show excuse me and so now I'm now that you said Baconator all I have in my head is a bacon cheeseburger with crinkle fries
1: the Baconator is is pretty tasty. Um, but it has
0: Wendy's.
1: no bun? Well, no, I get it without the bun, but you could get a bun. But, I mean, it's a Wendy's bun. So, I mean, for me, I, I really rarely eat bread, but I do love good bread. So if yes. I'm going to eat bread, it's going to be good bread. It's not going to be Wendy's bread. And so I just eat the Baconators, a, a tasty thing. Um Actually of all places Cheesecake Factory has an excellent bacon cheeseburger because the bacon is very thick cut. You know really? it's not these thin, yes, it's a thick cut bacon, like it's a bacon slab. It's, it's it's you know it's it's pretty good too um if we're talking about cheeseburgers. Now, I was in Vegas last week where I did spend some time quality time at In-N-Out Burger because that is my absolute favorite burger is In-N-Out. Because um, they wrap, they do lettuce wrap, um, protein style. Or you can get Flying Dutchman, which are just the patties with cheese. I try to avoid dairy, but, you know, sometimes it's cheeseburger is just per, like one of the most, nature's perfect food. Let's be honest. Come on, I'm sorry. Wait. Sorry for my Torah to the Torah and the the laws of kashrut, but it, let's be honest. Cheeseburger is quite delicious. And also with bacon. So it's like the worst ever
0: Jew right here. Um, So
1: I do okay, not. Wait, but, but I do not.
0: Build your, build your perfect burger. What is your perfect? Okay, and forget about the no carbs. Like, what is your perfect burger? Honestly,
1: I don't really have a taste for a lot of carbs anymore, but I would say this. So, you've got a good burger, preferably grass-fed, kind of with some fat in it. Um, cheese. I, I like cheddar, but also Swiss. I think I would go with Swiss. Avocado, necessity, Nice. And bacon, and then some onions. Okay, I think that would that that's pretty. That would be, make me happy.
0: What about you, Julie? What's t- tell me what's your fantasy burger? That is that sounds so good. Um, so <laughs> you you definitely have to have a good bun. I'm not I'm not an anti-carb person. So um, good bun, um, medium to medium rare regular beef burger, um, meat. I I prefer cheddar. So I do cheddar depends on the bacon. I could do bacon, but I am all about jalapenos, grilled onion, Oof. grilled mushroom, and a lot of mayo. That's mine. Oh yeah.
1: I love mayonnaise. I can't eat eggs. Like I, I have an intolerance oh. to them and I'm trying not to eat anything with, with eggs, which is mayonnaise. So, yeah.
0: um,
1: but uh, there's nothing that isn't better with mayonnaise on it or ranch dressing. Um, but I'm a West coast girl and, we're basically breastfed ranch dressing as soon as we come out of the womb. It's like...
0: Um, hello, you know, I'm in the Midwest, and I know. everybody's all about ranch, so I'm with you on ranch. My girls will make... I mean, I make the ranch dressing out of the packet, but it still tastes better than the bottled, and they dip uh, their french fries and pizza yep. in the ranch. Oh, 100%. I,
1: when I went to college on the East Coast, and I was like, asked for a side of ranch, they were like, what? And then when I... <laughs> found some place that did have it and people watched me dip my pizza in it, I thought they were gonna vomit. And I was like, you do not know what kind of nirvana I'm entering right now eating ranch <laughs> on my pizza. It is truly a del- it's a delicious, delicious feast. Um yes. So I can always go for a good burger. And also steak. I eat a lot of steak too. Um steak which is-, is awesome. Steak is delicious. Um but you know you can eat things in moderation and get healthy. I don't I'm I I think it's just a testament to how corrupt our public health experts are that people were not out there telling people, look, you know, your weight is in fact has health consequences and it puts you at greater risk. So yet you, you chalk that up to just another, you know, reason to distrust our federal officials and yes. how They are interested in protecting our, you know, and in how they're interested in, you know, protecting us or working for the public good because they're working for themselves and not the public good and for Pfizer. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: Well, now that I'm starving, um, do we have to tell me what you eat later? I want to hear it. Well, it's going to be either cheeseburger or pizza, possibly both, but I am going to work out first. That always helps.
1: See, people, if you're fat and you're listening, listen to what Julie just said. She's gonna work out first, and then she's gonna eat. So you can do that. Just not that long, right?
0: Twenty no. minutes
1: is a good good starting place. It if is. If you're like me, sentient, just twenty minutes. <clears throat> I got a portable treadmill. Um, it's very small. It's a very small footprint, and because I live in the city and we don't, there's no spaces at a premium here, and so. You know, I don't use it, it. Sadly, as much as I should, it it's it is good for putting laundry on. I guess if that's the <laughs> joke, or not because it's not a joke. It's a legitimately. I have t-shirts hanging off it right now.
0: Most um, people, but do. anyway,
1: most so people. So that is that is the end of Ju- happy hour with Julie and Liz talking about health and also <laughs> the insurrection, <laughs> <laughs> the health and insurrection hour. We
0: covered a lot of bases today. This was it, this is actually pretty hilarious i think this is a great show but
1: they're all so great um which is why you should go to itunes immediately and give us five stars and maybe write a nice comment because we read them and then we're just like oh it makes us happy and as you know we're we're kind of miserable and unhappy a lot of times so just (laughs) to see nice comments it's just a breath of fresh air um so thank you again for spending an hour with us and we will see you next week Thanks for listening to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. We'll see you next week.